0: Welcome to Your Exceptional Purpose Astrology Podcast. I'm Kerry Redgate, a specialist astrologer with more than 30 years of research into genuine astrology and consciousness. I'm hoping to inspire you here to realize that exceptional purpose is where your career and spiritual evolution become interdependent components of life. So, there's just one thing I need to get out of the way before we begin. I need to crumple up any notion you may have in your head of those dastardly sun sign horoscope columns. And I mean horror, as in H-O-R-R-O-R. As having anything to do with the precious science of astrology. They are completely bogus, not real, fake. There is a system to how they write those things, but the system is not based on anything real. So please don't waste your time or especially your money on those things. Don't let anyone program your brain like that. They are simply rubbish, okay? So I'm going to give you a little bit of my research here so you can understand what astrology is and what the astrology chart actually portrays. Firstly, the zodiac that's used in Western systems of astrology has nothing at all to do with fixed stars or star constellations in space. That old belief does not hold water anymore in any system apart from perhaps the Jyotish system of India. They still use those stars. The Western culture zodiac has entirely different roots that could not have been even imagined in ancient times. I'm currently writing a book about the science behind all of this, but I'll give you some little snippets along the way here. So, let's begin at the beginning. Your astrology chart is a snapshot of the solar system through the lens of the Earth's electromagnetic field. Now, this snapshot was taken at the moment when you drew your first breath, as this is the moment when you became separated from your mother's protective energy field. You experienced your outer environment independently. And that first breath set the hard wiring, if you will, in your brain. Your brain's neural net was in resonance with the Earth's field in that moment. And this is a really important point. You can think of it as perhaps a kind of symphony of frequencies playing throughout the solar system. There's like a harmony of resonance there. And it changes all the time. And you resonated with one particular moment of that entire symphony because it was a familiar set of frequencies the brain as you're probably aware functions on frequencies and resonance so everything we experience from our outer world is actually just a bunch of waveforms they're frequencies that go into the brain and the brain interprets the familiarity of those frequencies and puts it into pictures or sounds or whatever apparatus we're using or a scent or a touch and that's how we create our world So this resonance thing is really important. So because this was a familiar set of frequencies for you, you will always resonate with those frequencies throughout your life as they're your karmic imprints from the past. And I mean a deeper past, as karma is a function of cause and effect. It's like, you know, if you want good effects, then you have to create good causes. But that's another story we'll get into in another episode. But basically, here it is. Everything in our universe functions via the process of cause and effect. I do not believe in randomness or chaos. I think chaos is simply a name we give to a mechanism or process we don't yet understand. We used to think that weather was random chaos. But everything in the universe, every little particle, is striving to find balance with everything else in its environment. This is the basis of electricity. And I'm not the first person to state that the universe is process. The universe essentially functions on harmony, not chaos, and this is basic ancient Taoist philosophy from the great Chinese philosophers of antiquity. So, due to the familiarity you had felt with those frequencies, your astrology chart must be a map of your past, a map of the causes and conditions that had led to your birth. So, we have to conclude that the first observation here is that there was a past. I'm not talking about your experiences in the womb, I'm talking about a thread of consciousness that is your memory, a thread that stretches back through centuries. One of my lifelong studies and curiosities has been the rebirth of the mind stream, the deathlessness of consciousness. The reason for my fascination is that as a small child, around about the age of four, I had a vivid recollection of the last part of my last life. And I remember telling people about it, but of course they didn't listen. So by the age of seven, I vowed to prove that we come back after we die. And I believe I've done that now. And that's part of my research, which is something we'll get into at another time. But over many years, that past life memory has been validated by various independent psychics and mediums, by kinesiology, and by astrology itself. In fact, I have my astrology chart from that last lifetime when I was born in London in the early 20th century. And it matches the information I'd been given about my purpose in that life. I'm currently writing a book about reincarnation based on my exclusive research, and that will be free in the digital version. Of course, you can always pay me for the paper and audio, that would be nice, (laughs) but the digital version will be free because I want everyone to read it, including skeptics, because this is really important research and it's the kind of research that's never been done before. But the reason I bring up the past here, is that when it comes to purpose, we cannot know where we are going until we know where we have been. Our purpose, and especially our exceptional purpose, are dependent upon a strong motivation to heal or finish something that has been undone for a very long time. We've had experiences in a deeper past that now grant us the gift of wisdom that other people may not have in that area. And it's often this wisdom that we tend to discount within ourselves. We have to remember that what is obvious to us may not be so obvious to others. And this brings us to purpose and exceptional purpose. Living with purpose is to have a goal in life and the drive and discipline to achieve that goal. Life itself becomes the challenge and that challenge may be personal. But an exceptional purpose has a broader vision. It's a purpose that is unique in some way and that will make a difference to many other people or beings on this planet. It's a legacy. And quite usually in our earlier years, we do get the clues about that. But our present reality pins us down to a mundane expression, what I call the supermarket mentality. You know, you can be having one of those magical days when realizations appear in your mind. You begin to see everything differently. You feel a kind of spiritual presence within you. But you need to grab some food at the supermarket. And you walk through those big glass sliding doors and within a matter of seconds, whammo, you're back in the mundane world thinking about mundane problems, past issues and the prices of apples. The magic disappears. So here's a brief example from a long time ago. I had a client who presented with dissatisfaction regarding his current work. He wasn't happy and he was looking for something more meaningful. This is the first thing I said to him, which sprang right out at me from his birth chart. I said, you're here to clarify people's views. I then asked him what he was actually doing. He said, I run my own business. So I asked what it was. He replied, I wash windows. I said, yes, you're clarifying people's views, but not quite in the way I think you could be doing it. (laughs) He was working on the physical level rather than the mental emotional. He'd had a greater attribute to help others and that's what was being stifled. And here's a good analogy that was dropped into my head a long time ago. It's a useful way of looking at perception. It's about a knife. Now, when I say knife, what do you see as its purpose? How would you use it? I'll explain. You can take the same knife and give it to three different people the first person sees it only as a weapon to protect himself. That's his concept of knife. He can't think beyond that point. The second person sees it as a kitchen utensil. She can now use it to slice the vegetables into little bite sized pieces to cook the stew much more quickly for the family. And that's a more nurturing way of using the knife. But the third person sees the knife entirely differently. He is so grateful for the gift of the knife because he has always wanted to carve a beautiful statue of a Buddha that may inspire people to meditate and to live more spiritual and peaceful lives for perhaps the next 200 years. You see, it's the same knife. The first person who sees the knife as a weapon is living without purpose, is only waiting for life to come at him. A lot of people live like this, it's sort of like being a marble inside a pinball machine. They just get bounced around from thing to thing and place to place without any real direction or purpose. They just let life wash over them. And it's not really a great way to take advantage of a precious human life. But anyhow, the second person, who uses the knife in the kitchen, is living with purpose, which is fine. But it's a short-term result that has to be repeated every day. But the third person has moved beyond self and those close to him. He's embracing a larger family, and he wants to make a lasting impression in people's lives for a long time to come, beyond his own limited lifespan. He's moving the culture, and this is exceptional purpose. Now, your astrology chart can be read like this, but it depends on the level of awareness of the astrologer, or the awareness level of the clients that an astrologer chooses to work with. That's why you'll always get a different reading of your chart from different astrologers. It's the same chart, but it can be interpreted and explained and also used at different levels, like the various story levels of a mandala used in meditation practices. A mandala is a flat plan of a three-dimensional palace. We start at the base and we gradually work our way up to enlightenment at the top. Take a look at some photographs, if you haven't been there, of Borobudur in Java. It's a gigantic mandala in stone. It's a magnificent building, so take a look at that. Anyway, the subconscious mind only has one way of seeing something, because it's based on memory. But being more conscious and deliberate about your motivation in life will free you to see opportunities you'd otherwise miss. So consciousness is everything. Now before you think that the third knife example is beyond you, take a moment to consider those who have already moved culture. The now classic example of course is Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak, who together changed the course of personal computing. We would not even have windows if Steve Jobs had decided to just you know, sell cars or something after dropping out of college. Bill Gates was hired by Jobs as a programmer to help in the team that designed the graphic interface for the Macintosh. You know, the little trash cans and things on the, on the screen. That was a huge innovation in computing. We take it for granted now, of course. But then Gates went off and made his own version of the software that he called Windows. Which is why Microsoft spent many, many years in law courts with Apple. If not for Jobs and Wozniak's brilliance, we'd probably all still be using Microsoft's original MS-DOS computer language. It was all nonsensical code. Guy Kawasaki has called MS-DOS a crime against humanity, and I agree. I spent seven years on MS-DOS when I started out with astrology. The first software for astrological chart calculation was written in MS-DOS. I then spent 20 years on Windows before finally being able to switch to Apple due to some astrological and other software innovations just six years ago. And please don't think you have to already be an expert or a master in the field you'd really like to work within. It takes time. Your astrology chart will indicate your past experiences in a specific area, and that experience helps you to learn faster, to pick up those ancient threads again. But it's still a process. When Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak presented their first personal computer for sale in a local computer club, It didn't even have a case or a cover. It was just a bunch of wires and metal bits on a board. It was on a wooden board. (laughs) So mastery takes time. It takes time. It takes focus and dedication, but it is achievable. We'll talk more on that and some of the attributes we need for cultivating an exceptional purpose in the next episode, in episode two. But for now, I want to tell you an important story. It's a true story about a friend of mine. She was finally living her exceptional purpose. She was gaining a good reputation for her work. Municipal councils were hiring her and paying her quite well. But she'd been in a very destructive relationship for a long time, which was a major part of her own subtle sabotage. And she simply decided one day to quit the work she'd been doing altogether, just a cold matter-of-fact refusal to continue with her success and before long she was diagnosed with cancer. Her spiritual consciousness was clearly frustrated. She struggled with the disease for six years, trying all sorts of miracle cure gadgets, never really looking at the cause within her own mind. And then she was finally placed into a hospice. They told her she had one week to live. I was 1,000 kilometers away and couldn't get to her so I phoned her at the hospice and she said to me I'm ready now I want to do this work now I'm really ready I can beat this I know I can I can do this now this happens with all of us only when we're crushed by time do we strive to achieve our true desires her spirit was so strong and one week later well she died just 44 years of age her body no longer had the strength to carry her. And this is not an isolated case. Sometimes we need to be confronted with our own mortality before we see the urgency of living life deliberately and with an exceptional purpose. So don't think small. Be like the sculptor. Think beyond your own lifetime. It's not just one little part of your astrology chart not one planet or sensitive point, but the entire chart that defines your motivation for incarnating, that defines your highest purpose. That in itself says a lot. I have always seen a coherent pattern in every birth chart. Every little piece is relevant to the purpose of that individual's life. Like a plot in a film or a novel, nothing is wasted. It's all part of one story. However, The expression of that story will vary according to your own development and the needs and opportunities of the time. Your career is not your purpose. Your career is an expression, a vehicle for that purpose. Culture changes, and you must adapt your purpose to the culture, or create the culture yourself. Way back in 1987, when I was starting out as a professional astrologer, I was told by a highly respected spiritual medium that I was playing with a child's tool when I had the ability to create the tool. I had no idea at that time of what she was talking about. But I have created a new system of astrology that is way beyond where I was in 1987. And you can do this too, in your own field. We're all capable of reshaping what we already know into something far more useful. It takes awareness and curiosity and a bit of daring to try something different when i was brainstorming i'd had heaps of ideas that didn't float but i abandoned them immediately and went at the problem from a different angle there was a lot about astrology that bothered me back in the old days so i fixed it (laughs) When I was a rock singer in my 20s, there were no apps like GarageBand or iMovie. There were no personal computers, no pocket phones, no YouTube, no internet. I've lived on two planets, one wired, Wi-Fi'd and connected, and the other analogued and disconnected. And because I've lived on two planets, I've had to adapt. I use very different tools now when I'm working with people to what I did all those years ago. And I've had to master a lot of technology in order to do it. And I've taken advantage of the times we now live in. So your life, your brain, are finite. So use them while you can. You'll get another body when you return, but the person you are now, the personality, the particular attributes and type of talents organized for this era, will never live again. You, as you, are unique, an expression of a frozen moment in the time of the solar system. You are its potential. And you are essentially a stream of consciousness, a thread of memory. But there is no solid self behind that mind-stream because you are constantly evolving and altering your own brain chemistry and its neural net in the process. You will be a different person in your next lifetime, but you will carry the same subtle memories, wisdoms, and regrets. There is absolutely nothing worse than dying with regrets. So, on that cheery note, before I leave you, here's an idea. Maybe try to focus this week on how you first saw that knife and what you would carve with that knife or what higher purpose you could turn it to. And then think about how you would see your present life and what could be a higher expression of the talents and skills you already have. Your purpose is already within you. It simply needs to be discovered and developed with intention. No human life is devoid of purpose. The trick is to make it exceptional. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a rating and a review if you'd like at Apple Podcasts. And please consider subscribing. If you have questions you'd like me to answer in future episodes, you can leave me a voice message, which you might hear on the show. After downloading the Anchor FM podcast app, or go to my website, podcast.exceptionalpurpose.com. All the links are in the show notes there as well. And if you'd like to know more about me and my work, my main site is exceptionalpurpose.com. And while you're there, you can also download a couple of my resource guide e booklets for business and also for authors, which is pretty much all of us now, when you subscribe to my newsletter. Have an exceptional week.